Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Ascent of Board Games Halloween Special. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to a very spooky episode 57 of the Ascent of Board Games. I'm not doing that accent anymore. It's silly. Ooh, spooky. Exactly. Oh, dear. For our October episode this year, we are going to be exploring the Hotel Lovecraft, which is a fascinating little audio board game adventure storytelling thing that Frank has found for us. Frank, tell us what's going on. So we have basically three characters. We're dividing into three characters. Basically, we've been, hey, something's happened. <laughs> and uh, we're going to go through and try to survive this hotel. Each of the six floors has two rounds. During each round, you're going to basically pick a card or go to a room that someone else has visited. So each player will go to a room and uh, they will then choose one of four things. After that, we can go to the elevator and go to the next floor. That's about it. We have three characters. We basically created them already with stats. IQ, Vigor, Reflex, and ESP. That's right. We may have ESP. And they were all four plus 1d4 as when we were starting out. Yeah. We also should note that you should mark your health and reality down to six because we've already suffered so much. Oh. Actually, we're playing a kind of trimmed down version of this game. You would normally play it longer with like four rounds per level. Okay. So basically, we have four room cards in an elevator. That's it. It's pretty much all the board. I have one important question before we start. Which is? Uh, well, two important questions before we start. One is, who designed and published this game and when? Wow. Uh, yeah, this is uh, by Oliver McNeil, thestorymastertales.com. It's pretty much his own stuff. He is an actor who does all of these fighting fantasy story games, mostly in books, mostly kind of fantasy. Mm -hmm. And he does cards for all of these. But this was his one really serious Lovecraftian one and serious horror one. He does some dark fantasy. There's some almost crossover thematically and visually with the Gothic game. Oh, okay. And if you want to learn more about the Gothic game, you can listen to episode 16, our Halloween special episode from 2019. He also runs live storytelling shows in Pembrokeshire. I think that's in Wales. And you can tell he did the vocals for some of these things I'm going to play. You'll get intros by him for each room, as well as a soundscape behind while we're playing. The game's normally two to three hours, which is why we're trimming it back. The other question was, Mike, who are we? What is our character's name? That's a good question. We haven't come up with one yet. Do you have any ideas? How about Edwin Scrivens? Scrivens. A Mr. Scrivens. Yes. I will point out that all of our characters are going to have a bit of um, schizophrenia, as two of us are piloting each one of them, so... It'll be fine. Yeah. And then who else do we have joining us? Joe, who are you and Jason piloting today? Jason and I are Charlton Preston III. Oh, excellent. I already hate him. <laughs> and then Frank and Sandy? Oh, we are Viola Barrett. Ah, excellent. I can get along with her. Okay, well, if there's nothing else we need to decide, I guess we should kick this thing off. Yes, totally. Let's see what we got. Top floor.
you find yourself waking up in a dimly lit, dilapidated corridor. Searching around your confused thoughts, you realize you have no memory of how you arrived here, or even who you are. <laughs> Frantically looking around, you see that there are several unmarked green doors and what appears to be an elevator door. A voice crackles to life over a tannoy. Good evening. Wondering where you are? Well, you are waking up in my hotel. For the time being, you don't need to know who you are. But I will tell you that you are somewhere in Massachusetts. That's all you need to know for the moment. Currently, you are at the top of my building. We have six floors in total. Yes, it is one of the grander structures of the area. You are now my guest. If you want to leave, you must play my game. Find your way down to the exit on the ground floor, but only after you have opened and entered at least, well, let's say, all but one of the doors of each floor. When you enter a room, you must make at least two choices before you find yourself back in the hotel corridor. Once you have explored each floor, I will allow the lift to take you to the next level. Survive all the rooms and you will be able to check out. Have fun. Hmm. Well, I don't know what's going on in here, but I don't like it. I've apparently forgotten my name. Yes, <laughs> I just exactly. came up with it. We just worked <laughs> yeah. this out. I will point out, it is very important that we know that we are in Massachusetts. It's yes. the only thing we need to know. All right, who's going first? I vote Frank and Sandy because Frank knows how this game works. Got it. So, yeah. Which room are we going to? That one. That one. Okay, got it. So, this is the lovely room number 43. Ah, which is weird that it's on the sixth floor, but whatever. Yeah, totally. It's got that chaos numbering system. Right. Yeah, totally. It looks like it's occupied by Edgar Allan Poe or something. So okay. for the benefit of our auditory-only medium here, can you describe that picture a little bit for us, Frank? Sure thing. It actually looks like a man with a dragon standing in front of a gate and kind of a medieval thing. We're actually going to get a good description of the picture from the audio, ah. which I'm going to start now. You are sitting on a throne in a medieval castle. Is this a dream? It seems so real. Everything you can see confirms to you that you have been thrown back in time at least 600 years. A man dressed as a knight hails you as his king. Do you look at what you are wearing? Ask the knight who he is. Ask the knight where you are. Or look around this room. So, Sandy, you pick. <laughs> look around this room. Excellent choice. 
Upon the walls, you see fine regalia and tapestries of your life. You see previous scenes that you experienced during the game and from your own life. Hmm. We suddenly remember who we are? Okay, okay, sure. You look out the window and see beautiful mountains and feel a warm sea breeze. A golden galley sits to port down the bottom of the valley in the Blue Harbor. This fills you with such peace. Add one health. Mm, okay. <laughs> and you see how this is going to go. It's very tales. Yeah, very, paragraph. yeah, choose your own adventure. Absolutely. So does she make a second choice now? Nope. Or so now alternate turns. Somebody else goes. But at some point, you may be forced to go back to a room, in which case you may not choose the same choice someone else did. Okay. So anyone else can go in that room and choose something else if they wish. Or you can go to a different room. Mike, you pick the room. Let's go to the door on the bottom right. Okay. Got it. This looks like kind of a bunch of guys <laughs> in robes. Very cult. Very cult. Oh, yeah. You just walked into a cult. Oh, oh no, no, but but you're you're missing the most important part. None of their robes or hoods match. Right. They're <laughs> the worst matched up cult. No, no, no. It's a cult seminar. Ah, uh, okay. Correspondence class. Got it. Right. Right. This is the fashion catalog for next year. Right. <laughs> Damn, it's a runway show. Okay, so we walk in on a runway show for cultists. Got it. Got it. Totally. Okay, room 17. Down a long corridor, you see and hear four figures chanting in the blackness. Robed and hooded, you could swear that something in their faces is not of this world. Is your mind playing tricks upon your weary soul? Shall you quickly attack the hooded group? Listen to what they are chanting? Talk to them? Or block your ears and close your eyes? Hmm. Well... I don't think we want to attack them. No, definitely not attack them. What were our other options? We can attack, talk to them, listen to what they're chanting, or block we'll our block eyes out. and ears. Ooh, let's listen. Sure. I'd love to see what a failure looks like when the skill test. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay. okay. So Brian's got me here with him to roll the dice. So exactly. Fine. Listening intently to the chanting, you try to decipher the foreign tongue they're speaking. Roll under your IQ, that's 2d6. Fail and you understand nothing. Okay. Succeed. <laughs> okay, so we have a 7 IQ and I've right. got 2d6 here. So yep. I'm trying to roll less than a 7 on 2d6. Yep. Okay. I've gotten a 6. Perfect. The only words you can pick out from the chanting is the word Cthulhu and Yuggoth. Oh. Add one IQ point. Excellent. We are yeah, so yeah. smart. <laughs> You got smarter. Yep. That's a good thing in a, a Lovecraftian setting, sure, right? Sure, sure. No, no. <laughs> it makes you read stuff, and then you're just going... I, I read all the okay. books. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Okay, next. Team J. I'm feeling top right. It's this one? Yeah, that sounds good. Oh, it's Herbert West. Okay, we got a, a happy guy with kind of a... It's a doctor. It's Herbert West. Wow. A little bit he's too happy. Crazy. Once again, Frank, I feel like you're underselling these. He's <laughs> oh, not yeah, totally. happy. He's got <laughs> a... Semantic. <laughs> he's doing great, Mike. How dare you judge him? I mean, like... How dare you? Rictus smile upon his face. Oh, his teeth are filed to points. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's an important so he's, detail. he's a doctor slash dentist? 
<laughs> I've got a big detail here okay. on the page in the book. So, nice. yeah. He's doing great. You're screwed. He's doing great. You enter a room that is cold. An old-fashioned air conditioning unit is pumping fresh, cool air into the room, where a thin man dressed in a doctor's uniform is sitting. He smiles at you. Your heart seems to be beating uncomfortably in your chest. Will you ask the man to help you? Turn off the air conditioning unit. Pass the man about himself. Or destroy the air conditioning unit. Personally, I'm morally opposed to destroying air conditioning. That's, mm -hmm. just, that's just not going to fly with me. I think we should be polite and ask the man about himself. Sure, I'm sure he's got a story to tell. Exactly. <laughs> ask the man about himself? Yeah. He introduces himself as Dr. Munoz. He's lived in this hotel room for the last 13 years. Seems fairly pleasant to talk to, and you find his company quite reassuring. Oh, good. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I enjoy the cool air conditioning. Definitely cool air going there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I read that story. I totally read that story. Yeah. <laughs> okay, round two. So now, uh, I guess we mix it up. We'll let Brian go first. You choose a room to go to. Okay, so we can either go to the new room or visit one of the ones that you guys did? Correct. Okay. We can't stay in the room that we're currently in? No. So we don't have to open the fourth room that we haven't gone to yet, because it's all Correct. one, right? And again, we're altering the rules just so- Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Mike, you want to talk to Vampire Doctor or be a king? I mean, that room looks extremely cold, and you know how I feel about that. That's true. All right, let's go to the room of being a king. Excellent. I love being kings. It's good to be the king. Choices in the rooms for being kings. Look at what you're wearing. Ask the knight who he is. Ask the knight where you are. Let's ask the knight who he is. I mean, he's going to be disappointed that we don't recognize him, but sure. Okay, well, okay. Or we can ask where we are, and he'll just think we're insane. Uh, let's okay. look at what we're wearing. Okay. Looking down, you're wearing a burgundy regal robe trimmed with fine ermine fur. On your head is a gold crown. On your hands are goat skin white gloves. You feel safe, young, warm, and happy. Lose one reality point. Aw, <laughs> man. I like this reality better. Yeah, really. <laughs> so that brings our reality to five. Right, because we both started with six. Sandy, I want to go. I'm going to go destroy the air conditioner, Sandy. Oh, what does okay. that mean? I don't understand why we need to destroy the air conditioner. Why don't we go to the unknown room? By the way, just for our listeners, I'm pretty sure that if any of us run out of health or reality, we're out. Oh, yeah, we're dead. Okay. That's absolutely true. Does the game end, or does it continue with the remaining players? Continues with the remaining players. And all of the other players must shun the dead character, because <laughs> as we all know, if you die in the game, you die in real life. Well, this might be our last episode, folks. So anytime you're in a room with another person, you may attack them. That's the Ooh, other rule. What? Wow! A <laughs> <laughs> kind of burying the lead there, Frank. Go on. <laughs> There's no reason to do this at all. No sane person would do this. Just in case it comes up. This is an HP Lovecraft <laughs> game. It seems unlikely we'll stay sane. I like mm -hmm. how Frank <laughs> failed to mention that there is both player elimination and PvP combat in this. 
Mm. It's oh, fun. yeah, whiners. <laughs> <laughs> We're going old school, guys. Next thing you know, Frank is going to be like, oh, and you're supposed to be rolling a dice to see how far you can move. <laughs> oh, I, oh, man, I missed my chance. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. So room 34. This is a room with chains and something coming out of a lion's mouth. And it's all blood red in color. So, yeah, room 34. This room of rusted spinning wheels and spiked chains belongs to a machine that you have never seen before. Smoke rises off the motor and the noise is painful to bear. Will you try and stop the wheels? Lodge something in a chain? Wait to see what the machine will do? Or tamper with the motor? I'm just going to jam something in the chain. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. Right. The pounding of the machine is throbbing deep within your head. You tear off a strip of cloth from your shirt, tie it into a knot, and hurl the material to a chain. Roll your reflex or under. I guess I'm rolling this, aren't I? Our reflex is eight. Yes. I rolled a ten. That's definitely well, that's right, not, isn't it? Not, only in non-Euclidean math. Frank, you get bonus points for actually rolling on camera. I really appreciate that. <laughs> fail and you mistime your throw and your missile gets lost in the smoke and darkness of the machine. Okay. I think you failed because you're rolling mismatched dice, Frank. <laughs> but they're cool. Oh. That's true. Are we supposed <laughs> to be rolling mismatched dice? God Oops. damn it, Mike. <laughs> Ron will come right over the table at you. <laughs> These are my normal RPG DM dice. You know, okay. I've got one with little tiny skulls, pips, and one covered in spattered blood, like I would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jason Joe? Hmm. Well, Joe, why don't you decide, since I took the last one. Sure. Let's go visit those nice gentlemen down below us. Oh, good. I was hoping you'd do that. Oh, God. I like making friends. That's our Room 17 cultists again. Yeah. They seem so pleasant. It was attack, listen to what they're chanting, which, no, is not an option. Talk to them and lock your ears and close your eyes. Talk to them. We'll introduce ourselves to these fine gentlemen. And Joe, you want to interrupt their chant? I am Charlton Preston III. I'm not interrupting <laughs> anything. Ah. They're interrupting Joe. Okay, they stop their chanting and stare at you. You can see in their eyes a cold distrust. Through their pale lips, sharp teeth are revealed. These creatures are not of this planet or dimension. Lose one reality point. Oh. Why would we be upset about that? We already made good friends with this sharp 20-toothed guy before. Yeah. Because now they have to start their chant completely over. All right, we're back down to nine, uh, five reality. But stopping the chant doesn't sound like a bad idea. We get in the elevator and we go down a floor. You can come back to these. And then we play act two, oh, okay. the fourth floor. Well done on completing the top floor. Many to get through. And I think it's time to make the game more challenging. Every guest must roll a six-sided mm. dice. Do you believe in predetermination? Tell me which of the options fate has given you. Do you want All right, me to Brian, roll? you ready? Sure. We got a one. Oh, goody. A one, huh? Mm-hmm. One. Ah, ha, ha, the keys. Yes. 
You must collect three keys to be allowed to exit from this hotel. You may find them, or maybe you will need to fight for them. <laughs> cool. I had a five. Five. Now, to truly see what is real, you must lose all your reality. All right, Joe, that's <laughs> It will not kill you. But only those who have none will be able to exit. Okay. Mm. Three. Three. To become a free person, I wish you to kill someone. Yes, you must be responsible for draining the life from another. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> yes, that... Although it does say that the objective only applies to the player that rolls the number. Sure. Oh, good. So. Only, you only have to kill someone. Great, 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 great. Yeah. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So oh. we just had to get a reality down at zero. Great. And we need three keys. <laughs> hmm. If Sandy and Frank kill somebody, we can just take that dead person's key. See, and I wanted to turn off the air conditioner. Jeez. <laughs> that wouldn't have helped me now. <laughs> We can turn around and go, you know, on one of our actions. You can go to a previous room and oh. do one of the unchosen actions. Mm. We can totally go beat okay. up there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Get our Give murderer. Give that guy rooms. a big old hug. Whose turn is it to go first? I think that's... I think it's uh, us. I think we yeah, sure. Yes, you haven't gone first yet. Pick a room, Jason. Bottom left. Let's do bottom left. What's that bottom left? Well, first of all, it's room 54, the last room filled with keys. What? Ha! Huh. Excellent. Let's gather all these keys. Go on. <laughs> we'll start a key business. Yeah, but they're all flying around and you have to, like, catch the winged one. In an attic room, you can see on a dusty table some keys. They are all different ages and sizes. But you feel bound to take just the one. Will you take a silver key, take a copper key, take the ornate key, or take the iron key? So Jason, I have a question for you, which is like, is this even a question of the ornate key or not? I mean, we're a fancy boy, we want the ornate yeah, key. Yeah, yeah. Our, our rightful key. Yeah, it belongs to us. We're not sharing it with anyone. With spirals and circles, the ornate key looks beautiful. You wonder what it might be for. Staring at it, the design starts to move like the cogs of a clock. Dreams of strange lands and creatures invade your mind. However, this doesn't scare you. Add to reality points. No! What? No! <laughs> no! Perfect. Damn it. Perfect. I, I don't think you can go over six, so... Oh, good. Well, the other stats you can when you add, you can go over max, oh, right? Yeah. Well, and why couldn't you go up to 10, which would have been our starting? You place the ornate key in your pocket and return to the corridor. Curse you, pretty key. <laughs> uh, it's so real. I guess you can go over. Wow, you can go over. Anyway. No. Yes, okay. I guess it's our turn, right? Mm -hmm. We don't care about keys. We just need to murder people. Right. Do you want to go? Do you want to go off that guy? Yeah, let's go destroy the AC. Okay. So, yeah, we're going... Getting on the elevator, Upstairs. going back up to room 44. You get the strong feeling that this thing must be destroyed. Roll your reflex or under. 
Sandy. All you. Under eight. I rolled a three. Nice. <laughs> you run over to the machine, pull out some tubes and wires before the man can stop you. He screams with terror. And as the room starts to get warm, you see his body start to decompose. After a very brief few minutes, you're standing over a shriveled corpse. You return to the hotel corridor. All right, so one <laughs> one accomplishment checked for y'all. Just kind of walk up and go, hi, you just killed somebody. Are you happy? Uh, I'm, I'm happy it wasn't us. <laughs> Mike, I feel like we should go look at some keys. I like keys. Okay. What you got? The... See, there was an iron key, a silver key, and a copper key. But one of them it, can't be chosen, right? right well, the or, that was the ornate key, which they took. How about the iron key to keep the fairies away, Mike? I like it. I like okay, it. Okay, let's do it. The iron key's heavier than you would imagine. Its weight's disproportionate to its small design. Holding it seems to make you feel stronger. Place the iron key in your pocket. Add two vigor points. Sweet! You return to the hotel corridor. We're so swole. Where you, I guess, Hooray. definitely do not attack the other no, people. No, even though we have an enormous vigor now. Oh, shit. You do. Okay. I guess We it's... gained two vigor, huh? Mm-hmm. So that's actually a step We're at bump. 10. So that puts us at 10, which is very high. Yes. Okay, Sandy, where are we going? Um. Guess we don't care about keys. No, not really, but let's go to the top right. Uh-oh. We might get to kill two people. <laughs> that is room 47. It's got like a Mad Hatter with a card and looks like a London kind of thing over it. Sort of Jack the Rippery. Yeah, there's a bit of that. Yeah. He's not dressed well enough. Nah, Let's see what Oliver has to say about this. This is the waterfront slum of some godforsaken town. There is a tavern in front of you called Red Hook. Oh, shit. A dapper-looking man outside <laughs> looks at you with interest. Do you talk to the man? Enter the tavern. Look in the river. Or search the area some more. Well, I would search. Okay, fine. You're searching. <laughs> Poor Red Oak, I don't remember that story. The area is obviously very poor, with many people from various cultures mixing and trading with each other. When they see you, a look of pity and hatred seems to cross their faces. You wonder what you've done to offend them. <laughs> They're all pointing and going, Murderer! Hmm. Murderer! Yeah. So no effect? No effect. Nothing. We are scorned. And not a single person to murder. Oh, we got the dude. We totally you don't have to murder anyone else. I mean, don't you though? No, they they <laughs> they do not. <laughs> but but don't they though? They don't. I mean, once you've had a taste for blood. I mean, we can always murder somebody else. Let's go to the bottom right hand corner. Okay. Uh huh. Awesome. Room sixteen. Ooh. <laughs> I think this is Morella or Lygia or I don't know. Person in what looks suspiciously like a coffin. Yeah. Who was buried in this place? What has brought you inside this tomb? The open casket reveals a shrouded skeleton with its arms crossed, dressed in all his finest clothing. The only illumination is coming from a small stone window through which the moonlight is shining. What will you do? Pray for the dead person? Search the body? 
Lie down and try to sleep next to the body. <laughs> or try and climb up to the window and look out. Joe, I feel like we've got so much reality <laughs> points that we need to toss. I feel like sleeping next to a dead body. How about you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Give a big old hug. <laughs> what if your new reality is just you're dead? Compelled to lay down and meditate next to this body, you place yourself on the hard stone floor and close your eyes. What? Oh, just uh, roll your ESP or under. Okay. I've rolled a 10, which is higher than oh, a ESP. No. You cannot sleep and find your back is stiff and damaging your spine. Lose one health. Aww. I, I like my health. <laughs> damaging your spine just from taking a nap? That's pretty, pretty harsh. Mike, you're young. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it is so easy to damage your spine by turning the wrong way. <laughs> I think looking out the window would have been more reality draining. Right, so it's back to us, I think? Yeah. All right, well, we can't go back to the key room, unfortunately. You can. Oh, I thought we couldn't go to the same room Absolutely place. nothing. Two things have been taken. Can you do... Yeah, you can totally do a third, I think. Okay. So we can stay in the same room. Yeah. You just have to oh, make a different choice. Stay in the choice. same room, yeah. You must make a different choice, yeah. Oh, I thought it actually returned you to the corridor at the end anyway. Oh, it did, yeah, totally. Yeah, but we can go back in. I mean, if we're going to need keys, this seemed like a ripe opportunity. Yeah, let's do it. So we've got silver and copper left. Do you have a preference? Let's go with copper. Okay. The copper key has your face on it. Ah! <laughs> you rub huh. it, and your own face feels a brush upon the cheek. Lose one reality point. Ah, that was our key. Damn it. You do place the copper key in your pocket. Sure. <laughs> Yay. To the corridor. So that brings our reality to four. Yep, oh, we're, we're fine. We're doing so fine. well. <laughs> wow, we've done two. Act three, the third floor. Still alive. Well done, I suppose. <laughs> Have you worked out the true nature of this place? <laughs> Not even close. You're almost halfway. Keep going. Keep exploring. And remember... If you wish to go back up to the previous floors and rooms, you are allowed. Okay, then. Looks like we're doing a thing. Sure. Yeah, I'm not sure how you're rotating turns, but... I have uh, no I idea. Make, I was just making it up. <laughs> Somebody call it. Oh, my just God. feels compelled to go. All right, Frank, go ahead. Frank and Sam. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fine. We're going here. I have a list in front of me. I'll just go through a rotation. Is that somebody who's... Oh, man. I can't even tell what that is. <laughs> On a boat, maybe? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks like it's on a boat. There's a sailor that's rushing toward us. He looks pissed. We're going to have to kill him. That's <laughs> <laughs> your answer to everything. <laughs> See? Once you've tasted blood. Thrown onto this fishing boat, you are hit by a huge wave. Sailors run about struggling to stay on board. This storm you are now caught up in may sink this little boat. Unless you can find a way to survive. Will you try and talk to a sailor? Look into the water. <laughs> Go down and find shelter. Or dive into the churning sea. <laughs> I think we'll wander around the shore and ask if there are any sailors here. Hello, sailor. Nothing happens here. <laughs> For those of us who played Shenmue or tried to play Shenmue or Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any sailors here? 
Sandy, what you want yeah, to do? He, he got really, he was really obsessed with sailors. <laughs> well, I'm thinking if the ship's going to sink down below, is not the safe place to be. <laughs> yeah, true. You could dive into the water, cut out the middleman. I was going to say, you better watch it with that logic. You're just going to be jumping into the water. Uh, yeah, well, I think we'll look into the water. That should be reality draining. Oh, yeah, you're right. Running over to the edge of the boat, you hold on and try to look into the churning, black, frothing sea. You roll under your IQ. What's our IQ? I'll roll it. Eight. What? Do we have, like, a decent character? You're very smart. Eight, six, eight, seven. Oh, yeah. It's good if I roll a ten, then. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect if you roll a ten. Fail. We see nothing but the bubbling sea. Womp womp. Quick, Brian, let's run upstairs and grab that last key. I think that's a good choice. That's which one? The silver. silver key is what's left. Yeah, somebody else should grab that key just to be a dick. No. A silver key. Silver key is light, and as you hold it, your mind goes blank. You place a silver key in your pocket. Return to the hotel corridor. Hooray! Huh. Okay. That gives us three keys, right? Indeed. We've done yeah. that thing. And no IQ? Three keys murdered somebody? Wow. Okay. Now all we need to do is drive Joe and Jason mad. Yeah, we've become more sane. I'm really disappointed in us. Yeah, it's very bad. Yeah, yeah well, you you should have looked out the window of the crib. Yeah. You should not have yeah. laid down on What the if floor. we punch them directly in the brain? Will that help? No. Maybe not. Okay. Killing them will change their reality. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Uh, let's go to the top right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when Frank recognizes something, it can't be good. No, it's always bad. No, no, no. I mean, it's a giant monolith obelisk made of... I like, love it. I love it. We're going to go inside and people. And I'm I rub my face on it. Well, people for a broad definition. That's room 21, but it, it looks like the thing that we're building in Eternal Darkness. <laughs> which somebody's going to remember that game. It was the best game ever made. Yeah, it's a great game. Inside a chasm, a huge white stone monolith with unfamiliar hieroglyphs stands before you. The ground upon which it stands is that of dried and putrid rotten fish, almost as if the very seabed has risen around you. Next to it is a channel of water. Do you... Try and decipher the hieroglyphs, <laughs> search the ground for clues, examine the water, or wrap your arms around the... <laughs> oh, we hug it! Give it Joe, a big old hug! Yes. Hug the monolith! Yes! Give that thing a hug! It needs one! Look at it! So sad. <laughs> Wrapping your arms around the monolith, you notice how cold and smooth the white stone is. You notice a stickiness to the surface and a strong smell of sulfur. Roll your fate, so roll a d4. I've rolled a 1. You feel a strange sense of power coming from the stone. Gain 1 ESP point. Oh god, I was, if you had told us reality, I'd be so upset. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping, but... Damn. Okay. Alright, I think we're back to they Frank and Sandy. They haven't done enough Cthulhu to know the right choices. I know. <laughs> there are reality. no right choices. This is no, but they want to drain the reality. There are oh, obviously yeah. better choices. I know. Well, I mean, they're going. I think they're going the right way with just. Oh wow, that sounds stupid. Yeah, do that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we either drain a reality or we don't. I don't care. It's, it's almost like this game is entirely random. Oh, imagine. Totally. <laughs> oh, so what are we doing, Sandy? This one? Yeah, sure. Okay. So yeah, number eleven has a bunch of paths. And some blurry stuff. 
I don't know what that is. It's like a mountain pass okay. labyrinth thing. The door leads you onto a dark and stormy track. Rain lashes down upon you, and you feel cold to the bone. The pathway you are now walking down suddenly divides into three. But which way now? You can only make one choice. What will you do? Take the left path, take the right path, take the middle path, or step off the path <laughs> into the darkness. <laughs> I'm going to choose, and let's say we go the left-hand path. You know. I was going to pick left, sinister. Yeah. Okay, left-hand path it is. Totally. Your instincts tell you the left pathway should be the safest. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> the air grows bitter and you see ice upon your breath. Before long, frostbite has taken hold. Roll your vigor under. You should roll this one. I rolled a five under six. You shrug off the conditions. Yeah, we got this. Mm-hmm. Okay, we walk left. Sandy is very good at rolling dice. <laughs> I suck. What the hell? That's not Actually, normal. this is how I always roll. Oh, <laughs> They're yeah, always right. low. <laughs> good point. Low is good. Got it. You just got to choose the right game. I'm rolling tens. You know, just straight up. Okay. What do you think, Mike? Go to the mystery door? Yeah, or... let's, let's go check out a mystery door. Okay. Uh, let's not do that. That looks horrible. <laughs> Too late. That appears to be like a Geeker-esque or Herboshik's monster holding another person with another... Jupiter devouring his children? Give huh. yeah, it is, totally. <laughs> so yeah, room 33 is not going to be your favorite, I think. You are confronted by lumpish, hybrid things which only fantasy could spawn. Molded with devilish skin and colored in a horribly lifelike fashion. Once your heart slows down and your eyes readjust, you say they are only waxworks in some macabre monster museum. Who would make such a place? Do you examine the waxworks? Look for the curator? Destroy the waxworks? Or try some of the doors? I mean, we're pretty vigorous. Like, destroying things might be pretty easy for us. But I have this suspicion that, you know, if we get rid of the wax, whatever's underneath will come to life. That's fair. That's fair. I was just going to look bad. at them, but then I'm cautious. <laughs> yeah, let's look at them. I'm sure our reality can withstand that. Oh, uh, you've got a point. <laughs> Bracing yourself to look closely at these figures, you get close enough to see their faces. Each one's roughly hewn from wax that has a strange gelatinous texture. Pressing your hand upon the surface ah! of the features. <laughs> I didn't say touch, I said look. No, examine, examine. Uh. You're surprised to feel that they're warm to the touch. Uh, roll your ESP or under. Okay, we're an eight. Mm -hmm. Here we go. I got a six again. Woo! Succeed, you detect a heartbeat. Shock uh. and fall back and lose one reality point. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I, I don't define that as a success. <laughs> I'm thinking that's like the, you see some kind of weird creature in the distance in Call of Cthulhu? Mm -hmm. Make a spot hidden check. 
No, I'm not making this I don't want to make the check. check. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> for those of you keeping track at home, that puts our reality at three. Oh. Just it's rub fine. it in, Mike. Really fine. appreciate this that. This is fine. <laughs> so, Jason, hear me out. Uh-huh. What if we go take a nice swim in the ocean? That sounds great. I love swimming in the ocean, especially <laughs> if it's full of horrors. Mm-hmm. Room 20. And you're just going to jump in. Heck yeah! <laughs> Diving into the sea seems like a choice you need to make. Yep. A hundred percent. You're immediately dragged under the waves and water fills your lungs as you start to drown. You feel something unimaginably huge move beneath you. A pounding in your head feels like it will explode, but then you find yourself waking up back in the hotel corridor. Lose two health and one reality. Yay! Yay! That was not a great health. But gain one ESP and one IQ. Ooh. Wow. So smart. So apparently doing crazy, insane stuff is the secret to victory here. <laughs> or something. I mean, our health uh, is at a three for those keeping track at home, so. So that was it. We're moving on? I think so. Okay. This is chapter four. Look at us go. I know. Oh, chapter four is the second floor? I guess so. Oh, there's a ground floor. Subhuman half-breed. You make me sick to my stomach. You will go mad before I allow you to escape. Why do you think you were selected to play this game? Is it because you remind me of a rat? The oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. And the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown this guy's kind of a jerk they really need to work on their elevator music very judgy <laughs> yeah for our racial background i will <laughs> let the management know when we leave <laughs> look jason when all you have is a plastic box and a couple of rubber bands you do the best you can okay yeah really <laughs> there was too much noise one star okay yeah <laughs> Not enough reality-destroying things. One star. Uh-huh. Sandy, where are we going? We are going to the upper left. Oh, dear. Room 48 appears to be... Oh, hell. Someone is just painting, like, faces. and Pigman's model. It's going to be Richard, Richard Upton, yes. Yes, Richard Upton Pigman. Inside a rather grotty little art studio... You find yourself surrounded by paintings of horrific creatures that shock you to your core. The smell of oil and turpentine fill your weary senses. What will you do? Look at the paintings more closely? Call out for the artist? Paint on a blank canvas? Or set the room on fire? <laughs> Sandy. Well, should I take the reality-destroying choice because I know that's not what the people who are trying to destroy the reality will pick? <laughs> I don't know. I have noticed that that is not what they do. So let's look at the paintings. Oh, Gaze deeply upon them. Each one of these paintings is more disturbing than the last. They show creatures that are distorted and horrific. The technique of the artist has made each one seem very real upon the canvas. You touch one and find the paint is still wet. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, We're fine. Huh. That's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, it's just wet paint. We should just summon the artist so we can kill him. That one <laughs> might as well have read, You Watch Paint Dry. Yep. Pretty Absolutely. much. Absolutely. 
All right, Mike, I'm thinking maybe the opposite corner. Sure. There's like a kitchen with a whole bunch of knives and shit just kind of hanging there. Sure, this is fine. Oh, we found the kitchen. The cutlery store. This kitchen is dirty and worn. Ugh. Deep cuts on the table remind you of a butcher's block. But the dark, dried stains make you think that it has not carved much for many a year. Apart from the age of the place, everything seems to still be intact. And in working order. What do you do? Search the cupboards? Find a weapon? Open the larder? Or examine the table more closely? There's a killer among us. It's true. No, there's not. I feel like allegedly. having a weapon, allegedly. I feel like having a weapon might not be a bad idea. That's fair. I was going to say, I'm feeling a bit peckish, and we might find some food in the larder. I Is it think, food we want to eat? I <laughs> Who think knows? with the reality of three, we should not, under any circumstances, open the larder. Fair enough. Let's reassure ourselves with a comfort knife. You think there would be a weapon of some kind in here? You take a kitchen knife that is sticking out of a tabletop. Holding it in your hand feels good. <laughs> if you wish to stab someone, maybe you should. <laughs> Add one damage if used in combat. Okay. okay. You have a plus one damage kitchen knife. <laughs> cool. Okay, next. Uh, let's go to the one right above the kitchen. Sounds good. Which would be room 52, which looks like Cyclopean Ruins. Covered with Cyclopean Ruin hieroglyphy stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gotta love it. In a ruined temple with writings and paintings of unknown origin are three small passageways. You could, if you crawl, enter one. But will you? What will you do? Enter the first passage. Enter the middle passage. Enter the third passage, or study the walls more carefully. I think reading hieroglyphics from an alien language will drive us crazy faster. Yeah, hopefully. Let's read some hieroglyphs. At the very least, the hieroglyphs will tell us where to go. Mm. The walls are smooth and the markings are shallow. Burnished by sandstorms and weather from times before, the desert claimed this land. You can only marvel at the spiralization still evidence at this time. Roll your IQ or under. I have a four out of eight. You deduce that the erosion of these rocks are similar to the smoothing of rocks carved by the passing of ocean currents. Huh. Cool. I'm so glad I learned that. Yes. That was very disappointing. I need you to fail some checks, Joe. So probably <laughs> it is really yay. Yeah. How do you go to Relay and not lose sanity? <laughs> no, I mean, like, Jason, you never know whether you want to fail or you don't want to fail. <laughs> oh, I know. Maybe Jason needs to start rolling the dice. Guarantee a failure, certainly. <laughs> but it feels like it'll guarantee us not losing reality, too. <laughs> mm. All right. Back to Frank and Sandy. I think I want to go here. Which is the... Oh, it's like an attic with a whole bunch of... Like a bedroom. Who puts their attic on the middle there? floor, honestly? It's the it's wood architect. room. Well, it's like a branch of the house that's only two stories tall. Yeah. It is night. And you find yourself lying in a camp bed inside a canvas tent. Around you are items of archaeological exploration and 
Something odd that it seems you have discovered a round-edged crystal cube. No more than four inches in height, which seems to be glowing softly. Will you examine the cube? Leave the tent? See if you can find some notes to the dig? Or try and rest in the bed? Well, having perfectly calm, normal self-control, I think we're looking at the cube, right? <laughs> Grabbing the cube with both hands sends a massive shock into your body and you're bathed in blue lightning. Your mind is instantly transported to another dimension of timeless shapes and churning chaos. You lose yourself for what seems eons, but it's only seconds. In that time, you experience the consciousness of some strange pale gray creature, half worm, half centipede. Gain two ESP points, but lose two reality points. Oof. Man, I, I wish we could <laughs> that thing. It'd been great. Gained how many ESP? Two ESP, two reality, minus two reality. Our reality's at four. Luxury. All right, Mike, we got paintings. We got archaeological dig. We got cyclopean ruins. I mean, we're pretty smart. We're pretty vigorous. I'm going to vote let's go look at some cyclopean ruins and just hope that nothing happens. Sure. Because at this point, we just have to survive, right? Right. <laughs> We just have to not lose more sanity or reality. So basically, our choices here are first passage, second passage, third passage. Yep. <laughs> cool. I vote first passage. I was going to vote third, but okay. Well, the, split drive. the difference and take and the go second in the middle. Passage. Right. Got it. <laughs> Start to crawl down a low, narrow passage with obscure and cryptic signs. Before you get too far, a scream from outside makes you startle and decide to investigate. Going back into the cool night air, a strange wind echoes and flurries sand across your eyes. You see nothing else. Yay! Woo! We didn't lose any stability! Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> it's like a victory! Indeed. All right. Team Marvin Winthrop III, or whoever you are. <laughs> uh, maybe the painting guy? Yeah. What are the other options over there? Call out paint and fire. Uh, yeah, call out for the artist. Paint on a blank canvas. Set the room on fire. Oh, yeah. Mm, Let's paint? meet the crazy guy who painted all this. Yeah, sure. Sure, sounds good. I'm sure he's a cool dude. <laughs> you call out for the artist, which you see by the signature at the bottom is Pikmin. No answers returned. You can see that there are recent items of activity, a coffee cup, an ashtray, and paint palette with oil colors still wet and squeezed upon it. Hmm. Lose four reality, right? Yes. <laughs> no, I, I no, it down. no, no reality. Womp womp. How? This floor sucks. I hate this floor. Well, we're leaving. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. Let's go to a better floor. This is Act 5? Look at us go. I know. Have you worked out who you are yet? Who I am? I bet you would like to know. <laughs> However, it's not really that important, is it? <laughs> we live... We die. We live again. And are then forgotten. Trillions of lives have come and gone. So why do you think yours might be more important than any other? Time to open more doors, don't you think? I just want to leave. This thing calls rats this time. Okay, then. This is the first floor, which is above the ground floor. Just Because Britain. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Frank and Sandy? Ooh. Looks like a whole bunch of coffins, so Sandy will be at home here. <laughs> <laughs>
You are trapped in a vault. It's dark, but you can make out the shape of numerous wooden coffins. High up is the shape of a small window. What will you do? Will you look in the shadows? Examine the coffins? Climb the coffins to the window? Or scream for help? I'm not feeling it, Sandy. Oh, we were examining the coffins. <laughs> Was there a <laughs> Just checking. The wooden coffins are all old, apart from one which is laying on top of the pile. The air in this room smells rotten, but the smell doesn't appear to be emanating from the bodies inside. Well, that was anticlimactic. There's a lot of that. Yeah, it was kind of anticlimactic. Okay. Next. Mike, be door. I mean, again, we're really good at vigor. I bet we could climb up to that window. Sure, okay. It's probably fine. Yeah, looking outside is great, I'm sure. Yeah, especially with the air being bad. Not from the mm -hmm. body, something worse than mm -hmm. rotting corpses. Yeah, absolutely. Seeing the stone door to this room is locked, you decide the best way out would be via the window. And by stacking the coffins on each other, roll your vigor under. Aha! So we are at 10. I've rolled an 8. You haul the coffins on top of each other. After an exhausting few minutes, you scramble up a pile toward the window. Looking out of the window, you see that you're in a large, overgrown cemetery with beautiful flowers and strange-looking statues. You then notice yourself staring back. The coffin you're standing on gives way and your foot sinks into the hole. Pulling it out, you see you're hurt with teeth marks around your ankle. Lose one health. Eh, it could be worse. Yeah, that puts us at five health. Okay. Okay. Well, we want to go to a new room. This repeating room is for the birds. <laughs> Let's go to the opposite of their room. Yeah. Uh, this is like a really dark Dracula castle kind of thing. Ooh. A dark, cavernous, ruined underground city is ahead of you. Rats scurry past your feet, and the stench of something dead lingers in your nostrils. Shall you explore one of the buildings, catch one of the rats, walk down the streets, or study the underground surroundings further? I think we haven't been studying enough things, Jason. Okay. I'm down Let's with study it. some stuff. The underground surroundings, or explore one of the buildings? I'll study the underground surroundings. You can imagine this place is hundreds of years old. The rocks are carved from sandstone, a soft working material. There's a soft trickling of water you can hear high above you. You wonder how you can see as you cannot find any visible light source. A hunger in your stomach yearns for sustenance. That's it. Okay. Well, fair enough. Mm -hmm. I hate being sane. Worst. <laughs> All right, where are you two going? Upper right. Right, it is. Oh, this is total Egyptian tomb with Sekhmet, I think. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, it's a... It's, yeah. I can't remember the crocodile. So... Yeah. Uh, it's not Amit. Sutek. Sotek. Sotek. Sobek. Sobek, yeah, Sobek totally. you're right. Yeah, totally. Sutek is something else. Yeah. We all failed our IQ roll on that one. I know, really. <laughs> hey! Most of us. It's dry and dark here. Your eyes strain to see what is in front of you. But you soon realize that you are deep inside some kind of Egyptian tomb. The chamber has many hieroglyphs upon the walls. In the center is a large square hole. Shall you try and read the hieroglyphs? 
Look down the hole in the center, search for other rooms, or sit down and listen. Oh, let's read the hieroglyphs. Oh, I was going to sit down and listen. Okay, then let's listen. I'm okay with that. I really want that last option to say, stay a while. And listen. And listen. <laughs> you close your eyes and listen out to the darkness. You're not sure if it's your own heartbeat at first until you realize the vibrations of something titanic under your feet. Okay, that's it. Oh, you didn't even get to meet Houdini. Yeah. Mike, you like any of these rooms or shall we go into the new one? Let's go to the new one. Okay. Okay. Looks very like a Russian kind of palace with a g -g 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 ghost standing in front of it. <laughs> cool. You have entered the wet footpaths of a small town university. There are several buildings around you which you consider entering. Your decision is forced to action as you see the shape and footprints of something invisible heading towards you through the rain. Do you run towards the university library, stand and face this creature, run towards the hall, or run towards the playing fields? Run towards the playing fields? Uh, it's a big open area. It could be. I was leaning towards the library, but... It's Miskatonic. Obviously. That, yeah. <laughs> All right. That's fair. Let's go read some books. But Brian, mm -hmm. just as a quick reminder, what's, yes. our, what's our, our reality? reality is three. So, yeah. I mean, we can certainly try the playing fields. Maybe we can outrun them in an open space. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll, I'll go with you on this one. Heading towards the open playing fields in the driving rain and flashing lightning, you see on the sodden ground a vision of huge unearthly footprints, not made by creatures of your knowledge. You can hear that thing is behind you and getting closer. And that's it? Mm -hmm. Well, okay then. Totally fine. Yeah, see? This is... This yeah, is absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, I do love libraries. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, let's do it. With speed, you run towards the building that's marked as the library. Bursting through the doors, you come face to face with the librarian. Follow me, he shouts. You follow him through the maze of bookshelves yeah. until he arrives at a locked cabinet. He unlocks it and gives you a book. The worn cover tells you it's called the Necronomicon. <laughs> I love it. I love everything about this. Within your hand, you find yourself back in the hotel corridor. Add one IQ and ESP point, but lose one reality point. Yeah! Oh, no! Oh, no! One IQ, one ESP. Our ESP is beefy. Yeah, we're at 11. Yep. Holy cow, that's almost superhuman. All right, so on yeah. to the ground floor. Yep. You guys are running out of time to lose your mind. Well, I mean, we're being very penalized by the game format, so... <laughs> I know. Bottom floor, act six. And so, you are at an end. Just a few doors and decisions to make before you can go back to the reality that you have truly earned. The most merciful thing in the world, I think is the inability of the human mind to correlate all its contents. He does like quoting Lovecraft. So let's go here, which will be the... Oh, it's a dinner party with people. There's a goth, a guy, and a uh, old woman. Who doesn't love three goths in a room? <laughs> room 53. One of them is clearly Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, really. 
This darkened room is set up in the manner of a seance. Oh, yeah. An old woman, a smartly dressed gentleman, and a nervous-looking young lady seem to be waiting for you to join their circle of hand-holding. Shall you join the circle and hold hands? Refuse and watch the seance? Ask them questions? Or look around the rest of the room? We are immediately joining the seance, right? Yes, that is what I was picking. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, yeah. You grab the hands of the man and the young lady and sit yourself down. Roll your ESP or under. I rolled seven under nine. They look at you taking turns to talk to you in the same voice. You are here. We see you. The author sees you. There is no winning. Gain one reality point. Huh. Made you feel more sane? <laughs> I have many questions. <laughs> hey, are we the ghosts? <laughs> I don't hmm. know. Hey, I saw that movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. How about bottom right? I like it. I like it. Is a house inside the house? Creepy old house with creepy old Cthulhu statue in front of it. <laughs> The wind blows the dry leaves around the entrance of the crumbling doorway of what was once a grand house. Why was it abandoned? The door is open, and you can see there are several rooms that you could explore. Will you enter the kitchen, explore the sitting room, Look into the cellar, or search the outside of the house. Well, we've already visited a kitchen. I'm kind of thinking the outside of the house. Okay, we can do that. There's a bizarre-looking statue of some octopus man hybrid standing prominently in the front garden. Like you do. It looks very old, but you seem to recognize it, but you're not sure from where. There are also some strange yellow weeds growing around it. That's all we got. I'm okay with that. Man, I'm really good at picking the don't die Nothing option. happens. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Jason, I picked the last couple. You pick one. Oh, sure. Uh, top left. Uh, this appears to be a desk in front of some peeling wallpaper. Mm. No <laughs> one sitting it. in it. It's Maybe it's a liminal space. It's in the back rooms. This room is entirely empty, apart from an old wooden table and chair. There are no windows, and you think that it's unusually quiet. What will you do? Sit down on the chair? Look under the table? Stand and wait? Or scream and shout? Mm, I'm kind of torn between sitting in the chair just because it's funny, or screaming and shouting. Let's sit in the chair. Screaming and shouting seems a little banal. (laughs) (laughs) You sit down on the chair. It's wooden, hard, and very worn. You notice the arms have markings on them. Roll your ESP or under. Oh! That should be hard. Don't roll a 12, Joe. I've (laughs) rolled a 7 under 11. You have a vision of someone else being tied to this chair. Mm. With horror, you realize that the face you see is your own. Lose one reality point, but gain one ESP point. Well, we are max ESP. (laughs) So, Joe and Jason are just going to come out of this with, like, 
full-on psychic powers. <laughs> yeah, uh, clearly. We get one more ESP point. Full-on psychotic psychic. powers, yeah. But they're never getting out. Right. Yeah, it's What's true. the reality now? Four. Uh, four. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot it's a for, lot. what, one more door? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, sadly, we should have halved and halved again because we're having and halving again. It's complicated. Hey, it's Andy. What you got? Upper right. It looks like a priest chamber with a bunch of crosses on the wall. In a dark little room is a bookshelf, a little table, a mirror, and a small fireplace. It looks like the room is empty apart from yourself and your thoughts. You have a sense that this room once belonged to a priest. In your pocket you discover there is a torch. Will you examine the bookshelf? Look at the table with the torch. See what is in the fireplace. Or look in the mirror on the wall. Oh, all good choices. Not gonna lie, that soundtrack was a little bit grandiose for that room <laughs> description. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. It's kind of a grungy little room with like, such a grandiose thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm inclined to look in the fireplace because you never know what you'll see. Bending down to the fireplace, you see in the flames books that are now crackling and smoldering. You decipher they were once books on theology and several Bibles. A smile descends over your lips. <laughs> okay. Hail Satan. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Hail Stan. Cthulhu Fatagan. All right. Like, this is our last choice. What do we think is the least likely to get us killed or driven mad? Let's go visit that liminal space. Or do we want to just live on the edge? Let's go visit that liminal space again. Okay. So we can look under the table, scream and shout, or just stand and wait. wait. Well, you know what? I would much prefer to twist and shout, but if (laughs) if screaming is what we need to do, then let's scream. Okay. Maybe you can get someone's attention. So you scream and shout for help. You find yourself exhausted and slump in the corner to rest. A somber mood takes you over and you find yourself weeping in frustration. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. I'm leaving this hotel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was pleasant. Yeah, I know. No. No, it was not. <laughs> <sighs> oh, yeah, Don't be a that. Karen, Brian. Just because we went a little bit crazy staying here, don't make a big to-do about it. Oh, wait. There's an exit. There's an exit. Yes. <laughs> Last card. Ready? It's going to be either the seance or the creepy house, Joe. Where are you leaning? I think creepy house. I think the seance is kind of dried up, right? They already did the seance. We did the seance, yeah, which is the dangerous bit. Agreed. But we couldn't resist. It's a seance. So you've got the kitchen, the sitting room, and the cellar. Oh, cellar. That sounds creepy. Mm Mm-hmm. Walking down the battered stairs to the cellar, you smell something acrid in the air. Roll your vigor or under. Oh, good. It's one of our worst stats. I have an eight. I am exactly equal to our vigor. You see a deformed creature with blackened, decaying features scuttle towards you. Roll your reflex or under. Oh, you found a deep one. I rolled a seven out of seven. (laughs) You dodge past it and run back up the stairs. (laughs) That's it. Aww. Aww. We're still disappointingly sane. And stuck here forever. No, no, no. Everyone has to keep going until we lose all of our reality. <laughs> oh, gosh. Jeez, okay. no. Let's see. You want to make this a two-parter? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Wait, we get one more text, the after-the-exit text. So, you have completed my hotel. And now, 
This place is passed to you to control and invite more guests to taste and play in its unearthly delights. Because I am you. <laughs> and you are me. Whoa! From even the greatest of horrors, irony is seldom absent. Cute. I did not see that coming. <laughs> So it's basically like Willy Wonka. <laughs> oh god, I bet if we found some Oompa Loompas, we'd have lost all our reality points. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you've seen that movie, Frank. I don't know. <laughs> you and I remember Willy Wonka very differently. <laughs> More people died than actually Willy Wonka, so... <laughs> That's yeah. true. This is like a walk in the park compared to that slaughter fest. <laughs> So that was Hotel Lovecraft. Obviously, this is a trimmed down version. There are normally more doors on each floor that need to be explored. We also discovered that officially you do need to do two choices in each room before leaving. So basically, each person gets one room on the floor. And we broke it all because we were doing it. But you do a lot more rooms and you may have more rounds because you go until you do so many rooms. But we wanted to just put a cap on it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And this is only like 24 out of 54 cards with, you know, one or two choices from each room. So it's a pretty small slice of the game. So do you normally see pretty much all the cards if you go through the full game? If you were to do four players, you would do all but six cards. And you would do two choices on each of the six cards-ish. All right. Well, that is a lovely way to kick off Spooky Month. Hopefully you folks enjoyed that. And if nothing else, I'm sure we will have something interesting to talk to you folks about next month. So until then, stay safe, play games. Stay sane. Be spooky. Be spooky. spooky. Creepy forever. Bye. Bye. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of The Ascent of Board Games, which is protected by the Creative Commons license. Opening and closing music is Evening Melodrama by Kevin MacLeod via Incompetech.com. Full details can be found at ascentofboardgames.com. Please share, like, subscribe, review, and comment on this podcast. And thank you for listening. You know, we're actually playing this wrong. Each person should choose a second. Uh, what? what? Didn't I ask that right at the beginning? You make two yeah. choices in each room. Hey, here's the thing. Cut that out, and we're just going to keep playing this way. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and we played it wrong. Yeah, totally. Yes, we okay, did. Got it.